morning. We're talking about interrupting Tfilah because of various dangers. Yesterday we had, I um, just want to clarify or try to clarify one point. We had a story yesterday, a slightly difficult one to understand with the, with the, with the Chosid, who um, was interrupted in the middle of, of, of his Tfilah by uh, an officer who came along and greeted him. And he continued to daven. After davening, the officer said to him, You're a fool. Literally everyone, why are you not worried about the Nishmaratim early enough? I could have killed you. So he said to the officer, he said, give me a, give me a moment to appease you. And uh, hear me out and then proceed from there. So he said, fine. So he said to him, look, if you were speaking to a king of flesh and blood and somebody were to come along and greet you, would you interrupt? He said, of course not. She said, and if you, if you were to interrupt, what would happen? She said, well, I'd cut my head off. She said, well, if that's the case in front of a king of flesh and blood, then Kaldochem would knew I was standing in front of the Melech Machi Amalochim, who's there for all eternity, all the more so. And we asked, we asked a couple of questions. But some, somebody asked, Colin asked after the Shia, they surely the Moshal and the Nimshal are not the same. Because in the, the Moshal, he was asked, if somebody came along and uh, greeted you, would you interrupt? He said, no. For him it's different, because the person who came along and, uh, and, and uh, greeted him was holding a sword in his hand, was going to kill him. So it's not quite the same. It's true he's speaking to the Melech Machi Amalachim. But uh, on the other hand, the person was threatening him to kill him. That's number one. Number two is, because you can add to it, Vinish Martin, I think he asked, Hashem is the one who said, Vinish Martin, but enough to take him. Hashem is said to interrupt. The first point I think to realize is, he wasn't saying to him, the reason, the, there are two points, as the Bible gone already points out, why did he continue on? Why did he then say to him, and if you would have interrupted, what, what would have happened to you? It should have been good enough, he could have said, right, you see, you wouldn't have interrupted, that's why I, I didn't interrupt. The reason why he had to continue on is because there are two points here. Point number one wasn't, wasn't to say, that's why I didn't interrupt. Point number one wasn't why I didn't, why I didn't interrupt, because 100%, if that was his point, if he was asking, why didn't you interrupt, and he says, well, it's a carbon flavor, you wouldn't have interrupted in the front of, of a man of a dog, then it wouldn't have been a very good muscle, because he wasn't, in the, in the muscle, he wasn't being threatened to be killed. He's, in point number one, he's saying to the officer, I don't think you've got much of a claim on me. You're saying to me, why didn't I interrupt? Forget the fact of, of whether you're going to kill me. Was I correct or, were you, were you, or, or are you correct to be annoyed? He says, if you were speaking to a king of flesh and blood and somebody came and interrupted you, would you interrupt? She said, no. She said, why do you expect me to interrupt then? Why are you even threatening to kill me? I was speaking to the man of Mark Avalotin, so there's no way, there's no way in the world I should have to interrupt. Forget the fact that you were holding a sword. That's coming in point number two. What would have happened if you would have killed me? But point number one is, was I correct or was I being rude? Was there a lack of, of Derek Erickson? And he says, I'll prove to you, it's not, because you wouldn't have interrupted if you were speaking to the man of Boss of Adon. So I didn't interrupt first speaking to the man of Mark Hamilton. Point number two is, yeah, but you were holding a sword. That's where it comes in the point of the sword. And it's written in the Torah of Inish Martin, and what would you have done? So on that point he says, on that point he, said, he would have said, uh, uh, to, to that he says because I'm more worried about the fact that if I would have interrupted just like if you would have interrupted in the front, front of a Melech 
the man of the Muslim is not, they would have cut your head off. Then as far as I'm concerned, to interrupt Shmuel Esri to speak to you, the repercussions are going to be far, far worse in, 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 in heaven. That's why I think I've, I've gone tight to the upper. It's true you would have cut my head off. But, uh, but, it, but it, if I would have interrupted, the, the, I wouldn't say that, I, I don't know if it's punishment, because at the end of the day, Minish Martin and Enaf Shaysa. It could be, you see, you've also, it could be you've, got to, you've got to add into the equation the fact that he was confident enough. How could he rely on this? He was confident enough that after the filler he'd be able to, to prove his point. But uh, he said that the repercussions would have been far worse, in, in, even if it's not a punishment, because Minish Martin and Enaf Shaysa. But the loss that I would, the, the loss of interrupting from Twitter would have been far worse. Is that, is that greater, greater it could, yeah. It could, for an ordinary, I, I, don't, I do not suggest that nowadays, I mean, it wouldn't happen, I don't think, if the Queen came. But you're 100%, if you have nowadays such a situation, I don't think uh, we'd be expected to. This was probably, I, I don't think the question is, this was Midas Khatidas. Yeah. I think I, I did see this. I did see this morning. I was just ha- having a look. I think somebody points out again. I think it's Neinyakov that maybe he knew. You could see this star wasn't a complete kaiser. He didn't kill him straight out. He quoted Pesukim, so he, he obviously did have some sort of respect, and that's why I I do believe this Chosid maybe he knew what the the star was. He didn't rely on the fact that he knew he'd be able to win him over afterwards. And I think his point was he was just trying to to bring out the point that that's why I was. Willing to wait till afterwards, I wasn't worried so much. You're, you're saying, but you could have cut my head off. Interrupting a filler could be far worse, even if in this case maybe not, because you've got to weigh out the different factors. It still needs a little bit of thought about that last point, but uh, as I said, there are definitely these these uh, these two points. Then we continued on and we discussed the uh, the snake and the scorpion. We said a scorpion, you always interrupt for a snake only if it's coming to you to you uh, towards you with uh, with uh, with malice. Then you, then you interrupt. That's what we take up today. We're um, up to Omar Rabbi Yitzchok. We said in Tosis, if you do interrupt, you don't have to go back to the beginning of Shemel so you go back to the beginning of the bracha you're holding in. If it's the first or last three brachas, you go back to the beginning of that, that group of three brachas. We're up to Omar Rabbi Yitzchok, the second wide, uh, well, wider line. Omar Rabbi Yitzchok. Roshavorim, if a person sees oxen, Tosik, he stops. He interrupts this from an Because again, the oxen, an ox can come, uh, can come and damage him. So the Gemara clarifies. The Doni Rav Eishaya, because Rav Eishaya taught, Marthikin Misharatam Chanishim Amor. One distances, keeps well away from a Sharatam. What is a Sharatam? Oh. It's a, it's a, a Shar which is, hasn't gone three times. It's three or four times, depending on, well, on the fourth time, it pays Nezek Shonim. So either hasn't gored um, yet the two or three times, depending on which shift you take. Fine. But if you take a look, the interesting thing is like this. Take a look at Rashi. What does Rashi say? Sharatov. Shalom Nogaf Odom. That it's never gored a person. The third wide line down. Shalom Nogaf Odom. Let's bear that in mind in a second. Very interesting. So he says, you keep away from a Sharatam, Hamishan Amal, 50 Amal. With Mishar Muad, and from a Shar Muad, a Shar which has uh, already gored a certain number of times, Kimla It's not enough to keep away 50 Amal, it's about 25 kilometers. As far as your eyes can see, if you can see it, go further away. 
What does Rashi say? What's the Mu'ad? Shenogach, Rashi says, Shenogach, Gimel Pa'omim. He scored three times. So what about one which is scored once or twice? Why does Rashi say, Sheratam, Shenogach, Odom? If you look at the Tamid the Rabbi Niyana, the Tamid Rabbi Niyana says, Sheratam is one which hasn't scored three times. Which is what you'd expect Rashi to say as well. Why do you think Rashi says, Shalom Nogaf Odom, that it hasn't called the first? Shalom Nogaf is fine, what Rashi says, that three times, 100%. So for Shalom, it should say any animal, any ox, which has not called three times. But this time he did have in the end. Why does Rashi say, Shalom Nogaf Odom? I don't think he means to say only Shalom Nogaf Odom. Perhaps he's telling you the Chiddush. It's telling you, even if it's never gored, it's never gored a person, it's a Sharatan. It's never gored a person. That's right. He's not saying, and if it's gored once or twice, then, uh, well, then you go more than that. Not necessarily. What he's telling you is the Chiddush is. Ma'achikin v'sharatan. The Chiddush is, if it's a Sharatan, even if it's never gored, keep away uh, 50 armors. Don't... Trust it, oh, it must be quite docile. It's not docile. Keep 25 others away. Culture came if it's already gored once or twice. Once it's gored three times, then Kimlayeno. It's only for the time being I can think of, 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 uh, of answering our parashas. He said he's a Chiddush. That's why he picks the, the most Mechudosh sticker case. Perhaps that's the Pshat and Rashi. Um, yeah. Tano, I mean, other than that, the only other way of explaining Rashi is you'd have to say if it's called once or twice, then it'd have to be somewhere between 50 Amas and Kimlainov. You'd have to use your own, your own uh, discretion. But it's more likely Rashi telling the Kiddush. Tano Mishmei de Rabbi Meir. It's been taught in the name of Rabbi Meir. Reish Tura B'dekula. If the head of an ox is in the, um, is in the palm trees. Sorry, no, no, sorry, not, not, not a palm tree. B'dekula means in its basket. He used to ha- hang a basket around its neck with, uh, with the produce in it. So, uh, with the, not the produce, the, the straw in it. So, if it's got its head inside its basket, eating the, uh, the, the tevin, eating the straw, the head, if its head is inside that basket, salik, salik le'igro, go up to the roof, the shoddy dargo mitusis, quickly run up to the roof, and throw the ladder away from underneath you, because if you leave the ladder there, it may follow you up onto the roof. In other words, you want to keep well away from this, from these, uh, from these oxen. Rashi says it's love dafka. It doesn't mean literally throw away the ladder. What, it, what it's trying, it doesn't mean literally you've got to climb up the roof. If you see a knot, quickly run up the roof and throw the ladder away. What it means to say is keep your distance, keep very careful. They can be wild. So Omar Shmuel says Shmuel, Hani mini b'shar shofar. Let's clarify what type of oxen are we talking about. We're talking about a, a black ox. Uviyome nisan, and in the days of nisan, the nisan season. Because literally the Sotan dances between its horns. And Rashi explains because it's very, very excitable at that time. Because it's gone through a harsh winter, we're hopefully coming towards the end, and it's, uh, it hasn't had much produce, and now suddenly it comes out and it sees this, these gorgeous, luscious looking fields there in front of it, it gets all excited. And that excitement, the, the, the Sotan gets in there, and therefore it's gonna, it get, when it gets excited, it's more likely to go out, and, uh, and uh, because Rashi says, Zohar's out sort of, it's feeling confident now, and the Yetzirah gets inside it, Rashi says, some sort of Yetzirah, and it goes out, and it will damage a person. 
there is a black ox, you see. A black ox, in the list of days we're coming up to, theoretically, we'll, we'll clarify in a second, but theoretically, if you see a black ox, you're walking down the road, and you see a black ox there, when we come into Nissan, you want to keep your distance. A show of Tom, 25 armors, um, a show of Muad, But the truth is, that Arbeniyan already points out, we haven't noticed this nowadays. And the Arbeniyan says, it seems our oxen nowadays are a little more tame, a little more docile. We, these hard oxen, he says, don't apply. Unless you know you've got a wild ox, I suppose. And then it'd probably be ready to be a show of by that time. But he says, generally speaking, our oxen don't present uh, quite the same uh, problem we're talking about here. Okay, so it, that's what uh, the Rabbeinu points out. Tana Rabbon, it's been taught in a brighter. Maitya b'mokim echa, there was a maitya with a certain, in a certain place. Shehoya aroid, there was an aroid. Vayomazik esabriyat, and it was damaging people. What, what, what is an aroid? So Rashi says, you know what an Aroid is? It's, it's a crossbreed. Rashi says, It comes from a crossbreed of a snake and a toad. Not as the uh, Israelis will tell you, it's a tortoise, it's a mistake. It's one of the mistakes in Ibrit. The bit, uh, as uh, as, as uh, a couple of proofs. One is the Lazi Rashi. Elsewhere, Rashi tells you what a tzov is. It is not a toad. It is not a tortoise. He tells you it's a toad. But point number two is, as Rabbi Falk points out, the tzov is one of the eight animals with with uh, with uh, with with Seido. He says a tortoise you can't be higher for, for catching on shabbos. The tortoise is already uh, not. It's not going anywhere. So it's from a crossbreed of a snake and a toad. They meet with one another, the Yitzhi Mishneh Marod, and an Arod comes out from them. The reason why I ask you this is because, do you remember we had an Arod already earlier? We had it on Duff 10. It comes in a few places. But once in this Mesefim we've already had it, and that's on Duff 10. When it's talking about the earliest time for Kriyashima, and it says, Mishiyabchin Dein Chamer Arod, when you can distinguish between a donkey and an Arod. Now what is an Arod there? Definitely not this animal. I mean, it's, you don't need that uh, that much life to that. Rashi says that it's Hamar Habar, a wild donkey. In more than one place, Rashi says an Arod is a wild donkey. So obviously we've got two types of Arod. That's clearly not what this is. And you'll see from the from the continuation that's not what we're talking about here, a wild donkey. So anyway, so there was this uh, vicious Arod, which was by a magicist who was damaging people. They came and let Rabbi Hanino Mendoza know. We know Rabbi Hanino Mendoza was a miracle worker. He's the one very often performs miracles. So Omar Lohemi said to them, Show me where it's holes. So they showed him it's hole. And he put his ankle over the hole. And it came out. And it bit him, Umeis, and it died. Umeis Ota Arod. And that Arod, this crossbreed, died. Not to Al Kaseifa, he took it on his shoulder. And he brought it to the Beit HaMedish. Omar O'Hemi said to them, Ru'ubonai, see my children. Ain Arod Mamis, it's not the Arod which kills. Erahachet Mamis, it's the sin which kills. But Ota Shah Omar, at that time they said, Woe to the person that he meets, and our road meets him. 
The oiler the arroyo, the word to the arroyo, Chepoga be Rabbi Hanino Benzoiso, who meets Rabbi Hanino Benzoiso. The poor arroyo doesn't stand much chance against Rabbi Hanino Benzoiso. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi tells us something quite fascinating here. Umeifa arroyo, the last Rashi before the Mishnah there. Motzati ba'anochas kedeles, I found in the Ba'ad, Omri ba'arova, that they said in Eretz, in Ma'arova, in other words, in the Yerushalmi. Kesha arroyo de Sheikhesa Oza, when an aroid bites a uh, human being, if the aroid gets to the water first, then the human being dies. And if the human being reaches water first, the aroid dies. And a miracle happens to Rabbi Chanino. And a, a fountain, a spring of water opened up, just suddenly opened up under his ankle. And therefore, that's why the, the Aroid died. What does Rashi want here? I mean, it's a very nice Yerushalmi. Rashi doesn't tell us every Yerushalmi. He doesn't tell us every extra Yerushalmi. Why does Rashi add it in here? So the Gaon says, so a few little dictukim we're just discussing this tomorrow. That, that's the first one. And the Gaon says, because Rashi had difficult, why did it have to say that the the um, the Aroid bit him. He could have just said that Rabbi Hanino and Dosa went along, put his ankle over it, then put his ankle over it, and it died. Why did it have to be that the Aroid bit him, and then and then the um, and then the Aroid died? And he says that's why he brings the Rishalmi to show you. Because our Kaddish Baruch would not have performed the nace to kill the Arayz. He performed the nace to save the life of Rabbi Hanino ben Zaysa. That's why he brings Yerushalmi. That's why it says Manoshe. Because if the Arayz would not have bitten Rabbi Hanino ben Zaysa, if Rabbi Hanino ben Zaysa wouldn't have been in personal danger, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, um, the, 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 the Arayz wouldn't have died. That's what Rashi comes to answer afterwards. It's only because he bit him, now it's not as far as to perform an ace to save the life of Rabbi Hanino Mendoza, and therefore automatically the Arayz died. That's point number one. Point number two is, why did, ask the God, why did they suddenly say at this point, What about beforehand? Why suddenly at this point when he saw what happened to Rabbi Hanino Mendoza? Why now? The last part of it, yes, that makes sense, it only happened now. Why at this point? So says the God, because you have to understand, there can be two reasons why an Arayz attacks. It can be because, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, go attack so-and-so. He's been sent against so-and-so. So then he'll only attack somebody who's guilty. But sometimes you find a bit like a, um, a bit like a Magifa, he's basically on Pesukka, there's a it's a Sometimes it will just be sent, and it will, whoever it meets along the way, good or bad, it will, it will bite. So the point was like this. Until now, you could have said that the not this arose only attacked those who it was sent to attack. But not those who pogabo just happened to meet on the road. But now that it attacked the Bichanino Mendoza, they said, if it bit Rabbi Hanino Medes is such a tzaddik, 
it must be that it will attack whoever it meets along the road. That's why they said, although the Ottomans just hog out by our roads, until now we could have thought that maybe the road just attacked whoever's guilty. But now we see although the Ottomans just hog out by our roads. You see how, how precise the Lotion is. Shepoga, even if it just meets along the road, he could be a perfectly innocent person. That's why Shepoga, that's why at this point they, they, they said this. He says, what, he, he continues on, he says, but out of his humility, that's what people said. Out of his humility, though, he said, no, it could be really I was guilty. So why did I, why did I survive? Maybe I was guilty, and the, the Gazera was that I should be bitten and suffer the, the pain of, of biting. That's why he said that I didn't get killed because I wasn't gu- I, I hadn't sinned. The sin killed, not that I rose. And he said I haven't sinned, sinned enough. Out of his, his humility. But in absolute truth, they said, no, 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 no. Nothing to do with that. You're perfectly good. You're not guilty at all. It's just, oh, no, 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 Another point they ask is, how could he have been so mechalanate? How could he be so mechalanate? I think the Marashah asks this. The truth is, perhaps, I mean, they, they, they give answers to it, but perhaps he could have said, because of what he said. In the end, there was a nace. There was a nace with the, with the water. But as he said, I knew I wouldn't die. Because, in our red name, it's an our doesn't kill. It's a sin which kills. Therefore, it wasn't a sakana for me. It wasn't my time to die. It's not a sakana. Yeah? The, the question is, would that apply there? For, if, that, if that's true, would that stretch to anything? Walking under a ladder. Is another example. Could you say the same thing? The ladder doesn't care. As I said to you, I don't know if, if you could say that or not. But the, the truth is, perhaps, let, let, let me just add one last dimension, and maybe that will, maybe this will explain it a little more. And that is, what is the significance of this Arod? The Arod is a crossbreed, I saw the Marashah already says something along these lines. The Arod is a crossbreed between the snake and the toad. A toad, like the Tfardea, is symbolic of the human being. It's because in Mitzrayim, in, in, uh, what was the damage, what was the most damage this Friday caused? How did it come about? Through the, what does Hazal say? It was through its croaking. It's the voice. And one time the, the, uh, the, the Vilmogon says the same idea. That's why the Friday is reminiscent of the code of Yahweh, the power of the voice. The human being. The Nochosh, on the other hand, is the, well, we know what the Nochosh is, symbolic of sin. The nochosh mating with itself is symbolic of the bo nochosh al chavo, the hetil bo is the nochosh mating with chavo. That was the first thing. How do we purify ourselves of that? Anyone who's done Dafiyomi recently? Don't be keeping up with it. But it says at Masan Torah. The Torah is the, what purifies a person. That's water. Okay? That's why this Fadea emerged from the water. There's, again, there's, there's, there's much more which can be said about this. But the idea is, therefore, it's like this. When the Arod comes and bites a person, is it the side of the Nogosh 
If he sins, says Rabbi Hanin it's the sin which kills. Because which part of the arose is harmful? The nochosh side of it, or is it the, the toast side of it? The nochosh side of it. So he says, therefore it's like this. If you go along to the, if you get to the water first, then you're going to kill the arose. What do you mean you're going to kill the arose? It means you're going to kill the side of the nochosh. You're purifying the side of sin. And you're left with a human being. The power of the code of Yahweh. If, however, the, the nochosh gets there first, if the arose gets there first, then he's killing the side of the toad. He's killing the human being, and you're left with just the nochosh. That's what's going on over there. It's a little like, I'll give you just one, one more, the Gemara says in Shabbos, that if a person sees a nochosh coming towards him, if he kills the nochosh, then it's a simon minashomayim, the Gemara says, that minashomayim, they sent the nochosh to this person to get to kill it. Because the Nochosh is a dangerous creature, and we say that our Kodesh Baruch Hu performs the Zechot through a righteous person. To get rid of a Mazik is a tremendous Zechot. So Hashem must have sent this Nochosh along to this Tadik to get rid of it. If the Nochosh comes along and you don't kill it, then it's a Simon Menashomayim that the Nochosh came to kill the person. If it was coming and it was hissing, the Gemara says, just a nate happens and you survive. That's what the Gemara says. So you see this idea, same sort of thing over here. If the arrow comes along and bites, so the bite, that's not going to kill anyone. It could be that it comes to kill you, it could be it comes for Rabbi Hanino Mendoza to kill it. It's the sin, it's the nochosh that kills, it's not the arrow. It's not the arrow in its entirety. It's the nochosh inside it which kills. It's the chet which, which kills. That's what he was saying. And therefore, it's a race who gets to the water first. If you get to the water first, if you get to the tail first, that means you raise the size of the source. The source crushes the size of the, size of the nochos, then the nochos is dead, and the human being's size is purified, exists. You get rid of the evil from the world. So it can happen the other way around. If, however, it gets to the water first, it damages, it silences the chaos of Torah, then you end off with just a uh, nochos, the tzov, the human being, is, uh, is done away with. That's what, what he was saying. And therefore, perhaps, as I said to you, I'm not saying therefore in every mochim sarkon, I thought to say, well, ain't our hate mamis, uh, sorry, ain't our ro mamis, or ain't our full on mamis, that's not what he was saying. In this particular case, he said there was no sarkon. Because an arroid, an arroid is not a dangerous animal. It's a nochos inside it. There's two parts to it. There's the there's tzov and the nochos. Only the nochos side is, is, uh, is the Danish part. But which part bit me was the tzov. The tzov is the part. To me, it wasn't the, the, I didn't have a face, therefore the nochos wasn't biting me. Therefore, there was, there was no sarkona. I was being, so to speak, attacked by the side of the tzov. I was connected to the tzov, not to the side of the nochos, and therefore, I was perfectly fine. There was no sarkona for me. That, that's as deep a level could be why he was not worried about the sarkona. There's more to speak about, but that's, that's a, in, in a nutshell, gives us gives us um, some, some sort of understanding in this tomorrow. Carries on the next Mishnah. We mentioned Gevuras Geshomim, that means Masjid Ruach, we mentioned it in Tzchiyat Hamesim, in the second Brachot. 
Ushaila of Berkat Hashonim, the same Tabamata we say in Bari Chodeinu, the Abdullah of Bechenin Azoras, and we mention Asokhin Antonu in the Brokha of Asokhinin, Rabbi Akiva Emer, Omer of Berokha, Rabbi Esbekne Asma. One says it as a fourth Brokha on its own. Asokhin Antonu should be said before Asokhinin. Its own Brokha. Rabbi Yezah Omer, Rabbi Yezah says Bahidah. You insert it into the Brokha of Haidah, into the Brokha of Maidah. Says the Gemara. Maskin and Gubaris Kashami. We said you mentioned Mashiv Haruach, you said in Tzchiyat Amesim. My timer, why? What's the reason? So Omar Abyeisif says Abyeisif, Mitech Sheshikula Kitzchiyat Amesim. Since it's a little like Tzchiyat Amesim, Lefichok therefore Kavuah B'Tzchiyat Amesim. They fixed it in the Brokha of Tzchiyat Amesim. It's a little similar to Tzchiyat Amesim. On the one hand, on the one hand, there's, there's a few demyonis. I think, possibly Rabbein Yenor, it was, who says, he says that Tchiyas HaMesim, when a, after Tchiyas HaMesim, a person's going to live forever. So to rain, rain is something which will always be there. In that, in that respect. But the, the, um, there's, there's another couple of shots given, that the, the Gon points out. This is something that is called Gevuros. We call it Gevuros Geshomim. Why Gevuros? Why not Gedulas Geshomim? So the God says, because Gevura, what is Gevura? Gevura, he says, as opposed to Gedula. Gedula can be something which is ongoing. Gevura is something which from time to time shows itself, and it's it, uh, some sort of burst of strength. Ezehu Gibber, HaKadesh Yitzra. It means when the Yitzhahara pounces, suddenly he's got to have an extra dose of strength, and he pounces upon it and quashes it. That's Gevura. Tchiyas HaMesim is not something we see every day. It'll be a sudden thing which happens in an amazing, amazing nace. So to the rain, the same idea. It doesn't happen the whole time. Even in England, we do get a respite from time to time. It, does. it comes from time to time and it shows the Gevur of Hashem. A further thing he says, very interesting he says, is even the philosophers and the scientists and whoever it is, who say that everything just runs by Teva, by nature, Sun, the moon, they agree that rain defies nature. The, ra- the, the water cycle, with all the explanations of the evaporation and all that, they say actually even they agree that it, it can't run just by the laws of nature. I don't know how that fits with what we're taught in school, but that's, that's what the God says. So to Tchiyasamesim is the same idea. Tchiyasamesim is something which I think anyone would agree, but it definitely defies the laws, laws of nature. That a body can decompose, can rot, and then suddenly rise up from the ground, completely whole, and uh, live forever afterwards, does not, uh, does not follow the laws of Tamar. Carries on the Gemara. What's the reason why we ask for Talumata in the Brachal Borechadenu? So, Omar Abiyotiv says, Abiyotiv, Mitochshi Parnasa, since rain is the source of Parnasa, Therefore, they fixed it in the bracha of Parnosa. That's quite understandable. What's the reason why the, the Havdala is put in the bracha of Chenin Obviously, the way we pass in that is. So, Omar Abiyetsi says, Abiyetsi, Since to, to, um, Distinguish between two things takes Chochmah, 
So therefore, Kobuah Bivirkas Chochmo. They put it in the Brach of Chochmo. To distinguish between two things always takes a certain level of Chochmo. Um, that's, what, that's what Rashi basically says. A Chochmo knows how to be marked in between day and night, between Kodesh and Chol, between Tomei and Tol. That takes a certain degree of Chochmo. And therefore, they put it, put it in the Brach of Chochmo. The Rabbonon Omri, the Rabbonon says, Mitochshi Chol, since it's, it's a chol, in other words, what does Asafei Anton talk about? It talks about Asafei Anton bringing in the weekday after Shabbos. The Fichach, therefore, Kavua Bevekas Chol. They put it in the first bracha, which is Chol. The first bracha we say after Shabbos, which is not, we don't say on Shabbos, is Asafei On Shabbos, we say Asafei Anton, then we go on to something else. Therefore, since this is the first bracha of the weekday, therefore we put it into the first bracha of the, of the weekday. Ave Rabbi Ami, says Rabbi Ami, Gedoyla Deya Shenitana Bitzchilas Baracha Shachal. Great is the, the bracha of Deya, which it's the, it's uh, put right at the forefront, the first bakosha, the first thing we ask for in the brachas of Chal. Ave Rabbi Ami, Furthermore, says Rabbi Ami, Gedola Deyosh and Ethanol Beishtayotius. Great is Deyosh that is put between two names of Hashem. Shenema, as it says. Kikel Deyosh Hashem. You see the word Deyosh is put between two names of Hashem. Kel on the right and Hashem on the left. Vecholmi Sheimbo Deyosh. Anyone who does not have Deyosh, also the Rachim Arab is forbidden to have mercy on him. Shenema, as it says. Kiloi am dinaitu, for he is not a, a people of, of understanding. Al Kain therefore la yerachamenu oiseyu, his maker will not have any mercy on him. This is very, this Gemara is very difficult to understand. What does that mean? So you've got somebody who is a bit retarded, a bit handicapped, a bit simple. You're not allowed to have mercy on him, it goes against everything we're, we're taught. It's supposed to be Rachman, even in Rachman, what does that mean? Sanhedrin, Okay. I mean, if, if, if I were to add to, to this to the equation, it, it may make it a little even, even more difficult. I'm telling you what you're saying, but I'm, I'm going to give a Baha'i in, in a minute. You're saying it's somewhat invasive. Could be that that's one shot. The God says, again, there's a different way to, but what we say, Chokhmah bin Anda, we've got. If you look at Asafeni, we don't say, we, the Ashkenazim don't quite put it like that, but we ask for those three things then. Also, I think in Adam Das we've got there, Menamin Enish Binah. He says, Chokhmo is just, I think it's the God who quotes it. So it's, it's Rashi more or less. Chokhmo, maybe it's Rashi, no, it's Rashi's last, I think Rashi last week said it, maybe even said it. I'm confused who says what, but the Chokhmo is literally, it's the, it's the Chokhmo, it's the wisdom. Binah is to apply it, maybe it's, almost, it's to extrapolate it to something else. And I think Das, I think, is the Ruach HaKodesh. So if that's what Deo is, well, so somebody doesn't have Ruach HaKodesh, it's also the Rachim of it. Is that what it means? 
it's, I mean, it's very difficult to understand what's, what's going on in it. So, I mean, ultimately, G'dayla, they are Shemitna, it's at the beginning of the Barakas of Chol. What, what does that mean? Why does that make it great? Because it's the first thing we ask, or maybe? Because it's the first thing we ask, for. that's probably the posture. Let's go on a little bit f- further, and then we'll, we'll, we'll suggest something. Oma Rabbi Rosa, said Rabbi Rosa, God of Mikdash, great is the base Hamikdash and Shen, Shenita Abin Shteotius, it's put between two names of Hashem. Shenevan says, For Azul Hashem, Mikdash Hashem. Again, it's put between two names of Hashem. The Oma Rabbi Rosa says, Rabbi Rosa, Kharodam Shiyishkoi, they are any person who's got Deo, Kiru Nimne base Hamikdash Biyamov, it's as if the base Hamikdash is built in his days. Deo Nitzna Bishteotius, because Deo is put between two names of Hashem, and Mikdosh Nitzna Bishteotius, the Mikdosh is put between two names of Hashem. What's going on in there? I'm just going to tell you just very, very briefly. Part of a much bigger theme. But I tell you what I believe Deo is. Deo is what we call Dastot. Somebody who doesn't have Das Torah, whether he himself is Das Torah, or he is, he's got somebody who he, can, who he can speak to who has got Das Torah, that's what Deo is. That's what the Gemara means. That's all it means. What do I mean by that? Do you remember we, we've quoted a couple of times now this idea that the number 30, 30 represents that the moon cycle is something which is confined. We said that within 30, it's confined, it's like in a cave or you're limited. For a person to get beyond that, how do I see beyond what the human being can actually see? The answer is, it's a bit like if you want, when the moon comes in line with the sun. A bit like an, uh, an eclipse. When you raise yourself up, when you attach yourself to Hashem, you get up and beyond that. And that is Deo. That is what Das Torah is. And in a nutshell, that's what Das Torah is. Das Torah is when you see through the eyes of Hashem. You see through the eyes of the, through the, eyes of the Torah. And that's what it means. Look at the two names which it's put between. It can't be just Stam. Which two names? Kale. Kale is one above 30. It's 31. And Yud Kevolke. Yud Kevolke is Hoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoyahoy
What's the answer? The answer is Asal Rafi Malad. Generally speaking, yes. You can double for a person they should do Teshuvah, etc., etc. But if they lack Zayah, if they're not willing to, sub- to subscribe to Da'a Sayah, then Asal Rafi Malad. It's absolutely forbidden. So, Moshe Abedin, therefore, it's forbidden to me. I'm doubling to you, Hashem. I want you to kill it. That's why it comes at the beginning of Birkat Chol. Because in our Chol, in our weekday, when we're back in the natural world, that's where we need this day of. And therefore, it follows which bracha? The bracha of Atal Kodesh. We ask our Kaddish Baruch as we go into the week, we ask our Kaddish Baruch to schlep that, that Kedusha of Shabbat, that supernatural Kayak which we gave through Shabbat when we sit with our Kaddish Baruch that that Shabbat should continue on into the week. That's, like, that's by the way, the idea of Chalamayid. Not for now, it's the same idea, that's what Chalamayid is all about. It's Chal, but it's Mayid. It's got the Kedusha of Yom Tov, it schlepped into it. That's what we're asking as we start the first Rosh of Chal is we ask Hashem for da'at. Atochenin, the first thing we ask, not the Chochmah, not the Bina, is Atochenin la'odom da'at. Let us have that da'at of Shabbos that should be schlepped in to the week. And that's the same idea the Beit HaMikdosh. The Beit HaMikdosh was the place in this world, in this physical world, where we had a Beit HaMikdosh. As the, I can't remember who it is, speaks by Melochen, Al Sheikh Abarbanad, or the or the, the Malva, I don't remember which one, we gave the lazy share about this. Again, it's something which defies the law of nature. To be able to have a mikdash, a big time mikdash in the physical world, naturally does not make any sense. How can you, kaviyokho, kaviyokho, confine the shchinah to a certain spot in, the, in this world? It doesn't make any sense. To take the mikdash shalamala, which is infinite, and put it in this world doesn't make any sense. But we know the mikdash was lamala, min amokim lamala, min asmala, was lamala, min asmala. How do we know that when people used to bow down? Suddenly, there's plenty of space. When you bow down to Hashem, when you subscribe to Da'as Torah, you're taking the Ma'alam and Ateba. It's the Ma'alam and Amokhan, there's no lack of space. You're completely above the laws of nature. That's what it means. If you've got Zeya, you subscribe to Torah, you've got a base on Ektosh there. You've got an Ur of the Tumim in your midst. This is Gadeel Zeya. Through that, you're attached to Hashem. Through that, even in the mundane world, in the Chol, you've got the Kedush of Shabbat. Let's just continue on to the two dots and the little finish. So, Maskibla Rav Achal Karchino. So, Rav Achal Karchino, he asks a strong question. You'll say anything which is put between two names of Hashem is a great thing. And on the Athos, if that's the case, Gadoda Nikomosh and Yitzhak Beishle Yotiyot, are you telling me that, that vengeance is a great thing because it's put between two names of Hashem? Shanem says, Kail Nikomosh Hashem. So, Omalisi says to him, In, yes. The Milsei Mio Gadolahi. It may not be a nice thing. It may not be always a nice thing, but in it, when it has to be done, it's taka a great thing. Presumably, it's the same thing. It's the opposite of Deo. If a person doesn't subscribe to Deo, then our Polish Boros shows him what our said is all about. If a person comes along, Kerah comes along and challenges Deo, then our said applies Nekoma to reveal the chaos of Dalsera. The same name, Kael and Hashem there. If you don't see it with your own eyes, by sub- subscribing to Dalsera, Hashem reveals it through Nakama. That is what Nakama is. And therefore, it may not be a particularly nice way for the human being to have to see it. But a might, it's a great thing, because it does show Hashem. 
The Haidu Omar Ula, that's what Ula says. Shtei Nekomis Halalu Lomo. Why do we have these two Nekomis mentioned? Achas Leteva Ba'achas Lero. One is because it says Kel Nekomis. There's two there. One is for the good and one is for the, so to speak, the bad. Leteva, the good one is, because it writes, Hefiyo Mehaparam. Hashem reveals himself. He appeared from Haaparam. That's talking about, that's talking about, as uh, Rashi says, it was actually at Matan Torah. It was for the good because Chazal tell us in Baba Kamal, the fiyom poron means that poron he was maske the moment of, of going. Because we know that if a, if a Jewish ox, and when I say a Jewish ox, the ox of a Jew gores the ox of a non-Jew, he doesn't have to pay. And if the ox of a non-Jew gores a, a Jewish ox, he takes full payment, even if it's a shartam, even a, a, an ox which is never gored before. So he was not give Rom and Shadisol. That was a vengeance. They didn't take the Torah to Hashem Kaliyah for vengeance. That was for the good. That was for our good. And the raw one is for the bad. The Chibah the right killed the Komet Hashem, killed the Komet Tefiyah. Um, this is the one, sorry, I, I said before in the two in the comments where they killed the Komet Hashem. One is that the Fiyah Me'aporan, as we said. The other is killed the Komet Hashem. Um, that is, as it goes, yeah. Kel the Komet Hashem, Kel the Komet Sefiya. The, 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 um, the Kel the Hashem. That's the one which is, which is, I think, is, is for the bad. The Kel the Komet Sefiya. That's the Sefiya Me'aporon, as we said. That's the one which is for the. Um, I suppose it must be going on that. That must be the one which is for the, for the, uh, for the good. And the Kel the Komet Hashem. That is the one which is for the, so to speak, the bad. That is the. Um, in which way was it bad? Rashi says because Hashem will take vengeance on the on the goyim who didn't take who didn't accept the faith. Bad to them, obviously. That, that's what it means. That's punishment. Tell the common Sophia that must be the good one. Sophia me'aporon. Hashem is maske their moment to us.